comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. On tonight's episode, the sequel to the prequel of the sequel to Oh, forget it. That's how my 2017 started. Wow. I do have a funny story. Did, that, did uh, it clean up easy? <laughs> After I took the shower, yes, everything was fine. Okay. Too much champagne the night before. Ugh, I don't even like champagne. I don't either. Never you did. You know what champagne is? It's like, it's like you take a soda pop, but the soda pop is made from like grapefruit rind. <laughs> it's like, what? Well, where's the fun in that? Uh-oh. And a little bit of... Uh, Urine, right? And and if you're but if the you're nicest wanting part of a, urine, yeah. I mean, if you're wanting a headache, then uh, that's probably the best way to get there, in my yeah, humble opinion. Yeah, yeah. I just if now, I if I needed I, a headache badly, I would have no qualms about uh, quaffing some uh, finest champagne. I've never I, had I've never had real champagne. I've had you know because real champagne is from yeah. the champagne region. I've right? only had champagne. Yeah. You mean like <laughs> yeah? I've had. Asti Spumanti. So, or oh, Spumanti's good. Spumanti's yeah. all right. You know, uh, a lovely, uh, um, yeah, a lovely Asti Spumanti is, is tremendous. Uh, I can Cold even handle. Duck. I can even handle some Balatori. The kids. Why are you drinking Asti Spumanti? Oh my. Because he said he'd call me back, and he called me back. <laughs> Remember those old commercials? <laughs> I, I never got the connection there. It's like what, there where, is none. Yeah, where where is the connection between drinking Ostis Pimonte and actually getting the call back? Okay, yeah, so you have to remind me about this because yeah. I vaguely remember the campaign. Bellatory is good too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a phrase something something Ostis Pimonte something something plus something equals nothing. No, Ostis Pimonte. I'm going to look it up real quick. It was a it was just like a commercial when they used to have commercials for liquor. Ostis Pimonte. Vaguely remember it, but it's just not coalescing. It's not. Mm, yes, it it's not congealing. Spumante. That yeah, that's the champagne talking, Frank. <laughs> so while Brad looks that up, I'll kind of give you a primer on what Martini I... and Rossi Asi Spumante. Ooh, well, you found a commercial? I found a commercial on right, YouTube. Hopefully, we won't get an ad at the beginning. We Very good. Will. No, here we go. It's coming. I'm excited. I'm excited for this. There's a little background oh. noise. He just popped a cork. You brought home champagne. No, it's Martini and Rossi Asti Spumanti. It's imported champagne. It's imported Asti Spumanti. Mmm, it's delicious champagne. It's delicious Martini and Rossi Asti Spumanti. It's really delicious champagne. It's delicious Martini and Rossi Asti Spumanti. Oh my god, I'm getting uncomfortable <laughs> listening to this. Martini and Rossi Asti Spumanti. 
That's it. This is. I there must say, have been multiple commercials. That, if that went on. If that was a sixty-second version of the commercial, there would be domestic violence by the yeah. end. Of oh it. my gosh, that was a yeah. It was nobody getting a needs little, that. Like, Martini like, and Rossi, Ozzy. This episode, okay. episode four fifty-four of Half Hour Wasted, brought you to go. you by Martini and Rossi. Asti's Pumanti. Do you have any more champagne, Bill? Uh, hang on a second. Hang on. No, you're supposed to say Martini. Supposed to say yeah. Sparkling grape juice does not count. What do you have? I'm gonna have a little uh, Martini and Rossi. Martini and Rossi, Asti's Pumanti. You do not. He does. You liar. Holy crap! I will break the champagne glass out right now. How did this happen? Uh, apparently, I'm psychic. <laughs> did you like just remember in the middle of our conversation that you had it, or did you know like from yes. the get go? Now I will say though that I had no idea that uh, it was Martini and Rossi. Asti I was afraid there might be a race war. If they I still uh, make it, <laughs> so, that's uh, that's pretty amazing. Well, By the way, wanna, guys, you want a glass? No, it's a little early. I need for, to. I need to. Beer, I need to remind you, early. mystery phrase number two. Oh, oh that's right. Is still. Uh, is still um, available. Wait, I'm going to give this a shot. No, 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 no. It has to be organic. No, okay. Bill, let's you and I gun gun right. Let's see. You right. go first. It has Martini to be organic. and Rossi Asti Spumante. Ding, ding, ding. That's no! It, no. no, it has to be organic. <laughs> Spaghetti and meatballs. You know what? I should probably oh, no. refresh my that. memory on what um, the uh, what the mystery phrase actually okay. is. Um, let's just uh, shot lobster claws. Okay. Um, better late than never. <gasps> Beekeeper suit. How did this happen? I don't think it's so much a word bill. As it it could be a phrase. phrase. Okay. Yeah, it's more of a phrase. Okay, the smell of freshly cut grass. That's good. Okay. Um, um, that's what she said. <laughs> Long walks along the beach. Um, okay, I remember what it is. Okay. All right, here we go. Okay. Okay, so um, you got it in the memory you, room. Yeah, it's... Uh, have we got it yet? Yeah, I, I know what it is. Oh, okay. No, no, but I mean, have we got it yet? Of course not. Okay. Oh. Right. Be random. Okay. Um, okay. Kids these days. Little Nancy got married and moved out of the country well, a couple years was, ago. Was that right? it? Was that it right yeah. there? No. Little Nancy. Now, nope. Little Nancy, for longtime listeners may know, friend yeah. of ours. Uh, she didn't get married, but she met a. Uh, I thought they got married. Nope, hadn't got married. Yeah, so they're living in sin in yeah. Netherlands. Living, yeah, and it's weird okay. because she's not little. I mean, she's like what five five or something. Right. I mean, she's not. Yeah. Now, uh, I used to call her Stinky Nancy. Because she was anything but. She was anything but. It's right. like you would call a very tall guy tiny and stuff. Uh, and Nancy <laughs> is a very attractive woman. Very attractive. She's uh, a handsome agreement? woman, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah, she's a handsome so woman. So that was always kind of my joke about it. It's like, oh, there, here comes Stinky Nancy. Uh, she has asked me to kind of refrain from that. So I don't Calling call you Stinky? stinky. Yeah, so right. I don't, I don't right. call her Stinky anywhere. So I think I'm going to put Stinky to rest right here. And oh. we'll, we'll go to uh, Little Nancy now. Little Nancy, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, little Nancy, uh, a few years ago. Now, is ago, it little or is it like L I L apostrophe? Oh, little. Okay, all right. Little, all right. little Nancy. Like little Abner? Yeah. Only with Nancy right. instead of Abner. Right. Is that the phrase? <laughs> just go. You're okay, going to regret go doing the mystery phrase. Uh, you know, okay. if you ask okay, about you know the phrase. You're right. I should just let this be an organic process. Let it, let it happen like it happened last time organic okay. and right. free flowing. Okay. Just like okay. my fart. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Frank's farts. Yeah, yeah. Are we recording? Feathery, yeah. Did we get that on tape? He's not the only one in the house that's uh, got that. Is one the machine running? The machine is running. The one inch. <laughs> is the one okay. inch 
Let, let, okay. let me get the story. Okay, so just to recap. We should document this with a picture. Totally a Go ahead. Tape, so Nancy, uh, uh, she had a whirlwind romance, met a guy from the Netherlands. She ended up moving up there. They had a kid last year. Wow. And just yesterday, they had their his first birthday. Oh, okay. Here in the States with her family and stuff like that. And the father's here and all that good stuff. And it was a great time. Well, in lieu of presents, because she has to fly back and she didn't want a suitcase full of presents, yes. she asked all of us to write her son. And by the way, in lieu of, not the mystery phrase. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, God. She asked us to write a dollar, letter Frank. to her 18 year old son, which is To which her is son who, was, who will eventually be 18. 18 yes. Because she doesn't have an 18 year old son as, as of yet. yet. If she did, that would be pretty amazing. <laughs> it would be. Yeah. She asked Possible. that. Here, we got a pose. Come on in, Bill. We're posing. All right, take it. Okay. Uh, God, all three so, of us wearing glasses. So sad. Huh? These are my progressives, by the way. Oh, you like uh. them? No, I hate them. No. Yeah, I, hate I them. like mine. They, they're they're great for working on the computer or or especially uh, running video camera. Mm-hmm. But uh, I give my eyes a rest, which is why I'm wearing them. I do. Ah. I I do that as well. But this okay. picture is very blurry. Okay. Oh no! Uh, just, just like uh, just like we how we can't see without our glasses, so we should take a blurry picture without our glasses. I'm like, that's how we see the world. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Oh wait, I didn't set the timer. Hold on. <laughs> we're like we're like 27 minutes in right yeah. now. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> hold on for just a moment. Stay tuned for the next exciting was, episode. Yeah, this was my bad. So okay. I'm gonna say we I could are, uh, hold I could on. Read something. Uh, posing for a pick. Okay. One of those we'll, just, we'll just start 30. Nice. Okay. Well, hopefully. Okay, so in lieu of presents, uh, yes. she asked us to write a letter to her future son about all the good things that happened in 2016. Okay. Now, that's hard, right? Yeah. 2016 was a yeah. pretty challenging year for a lot of things, yeah. but there was some good out of it. Yeah, you know, I actually had this uh, discussion, not to sidetrack too long, but I had a discussion with my kids uh, uh, last week that 2016, was it really that bad a year? You're right. Seriously, I, yeah. I, I really, truly had that discussion with him because because everybody is so convinced that 2016 was like the year the devil arrived or something mm-hmm. like that. I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not, and I'm not trying to make any kind of political, you know, allegories or anything. We, we um, lost, uh, we lost a lot of baby boomers. We did people who yeah. who we uh, admired. So we're just getting yeah. to people that age. who are in their 60s and 70s and 80s, and and you know, it can't be that much of a surprise. Right. I mean, I, I'm I agree with the concept that that well, a lot of celebrities started showing up about. 60 years ago and so you know it makes sense that a lot of these celebrities are going to start they're going to start well attrition will will start taking its toll shall we say so i decided to take 2016 and i looked over some stuff to happen and i wrote miles a little letter and i'm going to share it with you guys right here all right so it starts off this is for him when he's 18 17 years from okay Dear Miles, greetings from the year 2017. 2016 was a crazy year, but you are the highlight. I met your mom back in 2004. We bonded over a TV show called Lost on ABC. Do you make it clear to this kid that you're not the father? We would sit and try to unwrap the show's mysteries. Over time, we became good friends. Your mom and dad had quite a romance. Would you like some background music? It is nice that people from an ocean apart could meet and fall in love. As for 2016, well, 
the Chicago Cubs baseball team won the World Series after 108 years. Nice. America was glued to the TVs watching Game 7, hoping the Cubs could win. It was a magical moment watching generations of Cub fans bond over the victory. As for, uh, as, as of this letter, your mom's hometown football team, the Dallas Cowboys, are 13-3. and three. We feel good that they will make it and win the Super Bowl. The Chewbacca mom was a video of a bubbly <laughs> woman wearing a Chewbacca mask. It was a small moment in 2016, but made a lot of people smile. Which leads me into my discussion of fake news. The musical Hamilton wait. was a big hit. It was, it was a historical musical about America, and it was... Uh, and uh, and it made waves by modernizing the founding fathers of America. Star Wars, Star Trek, and superhero movies are all the rage. Self-driving cars are just being introduced. We are obsessed with our mobile phones, uh, posting pictures on Facebook and Instagram. In closing, I hope you are happy. School is important. Study often and hard. Knowledge is the key to success. Frank, 07, January 2017 at 12.13 p.m. That was very nice. So what I tried nice. what I tried to do for him was I, I picked that Chewbacca mom thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's not a big moment, right? But it's something that kind of swept the news and stuff like that for about a week. Yeah, it sure as heck did. And, and it's something that, like, Probably next year or two years from now, no yeah. one's going to remember that. Yeah. Oh, here's your background. So music. hopefully, <laughs> so hopefully, when he gets to an age, he he'll be able to look that up and say, "Oh, what was this all?" He'll about? He'll probably stream it from YouTube 3.0. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Or 10.0. Directly or into his brain. Yeah. And you know how mobile phones have you know right now our our obsession, but ten years ago they weren't. So it'll be interesting to see where we are. 10 years from now mm-hmm. to see how, if they are still an obsession or if it's moved on to something else. Do you think the uh, the, the ports into your brain are going to itch much? I mean, <laughs> should we give this kid advice? Look, after about three weeks, the itching uh, in your, the base of your skull will go away. And, well, they're, they're going to you know. provide Neosporin right. and um, the... Uh, what's the stuff that helps you? Benadryl? No. Uh, oh, cortisone? Cortisone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cortisone. Yeah. They're gonna, each port will come with its right. own supply. Yeah. So that's the letter to it. He got a lot of letters. Uh, the grandmother gave him a Time Magazine year in review. And I can only imagine that little time I'm sorry, capsule, what? Uh, a Time Magazine year in review. Oh, year in review. Okay. All right. So when he gets that little time capsule yeah. 17 years from now, it's probably going to be like, Pretty magical just to kind of see huh. everything that people have to say and stuff and where we are just just at this moment. And, and, uh, and you know, there, there, there was some, some fun stuff that happened. I mean, the Cubs thing, I'm not even a baseball fan, but I watched that last game. Okay. Uh, because it was fun and it was a magical moment. And to see all those people just for, you know, see this 108 year, I don't know if it was a curse or whatever, just come to an end. Uh, and be rectified and see people kind of hug and bond and grandfather sons and grandsons is all kind of like, yay. That was pretty cool. Awesome. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, so we were going to talk about Rogue One. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've all seen it, right? Yeah. 
Uh, how many times? Ooh, <laughs> I I've wanted to see it twice. Seen it. I've seen it once. It's been on my. Uh, you haven't seen I'm it. I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> I've only seen yes. it once. I almost got interviewed by Fox News. Really? Okay. Uh, I went to go see it the Thursday night it opened up. I went to the first showing. Uh, watched the movie. Everyone's coming out. Stuff. Fox News is out in the lobby of the theater, and they're like, "Hey, you want? You just saw it. You want to talk to us about it?" And I was like, "Yeah, that'd be kind of cool." So as I go up to and I'm standing in front of the camera, suddenly in my mind, my key, uh, the name key <laughs> appears in my head of what it's going to say. It's going to say Frank Rincon, Star Wars nerd. And I was like, you know what? I'm fine. And I walked away. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't want that because I knew I was going to get grief from like, maybe hey! it, Maybe it would have said Star Wars fan. Hopefully. When Channel right. 8 caught me walking into the theater to go see Purple Rain. Right, right. The name key they used for me on the news was right. Prince fan. Good. So it could have happened oh. it could have happened uh, positively for you. It could have been Star Wars loser. It could have been, been <laughs> It could have been, been Star Wars loser. Frank A Rincon. It could have been a life changing. Never been kissed. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been a life changing moment on the plus Get side. Get life, happen. <laughs> You, have you ever kissed a girl? Frank Redcon, virgin. Oh, no. <laughs> um, let's, I was going to say let's give Rogue One a ranking, but. Uh. I'll rank it. All right. I mean, I'll put it up there. It is, it is probably, now, l- l- let me l- preface. Let's do it this way. When, when this movie first was previewed for celebrities and whatnot, I've heard many comparisons uh, with, uh, Empire Strikes Back, that it was on par with okay. the awesomeness of Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Would you agree with that or not? Uh, yes, but it is definitely under uh, Empire Strikes Back. You know, I think we can all agree from a cinematic standpoint, Empire is the pinnacle. Uh, in mood, it is under it. Uh, I, 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 I just want to say that I had fun with this movie. I had a good time with this movie. It it made me smile. Okay. So Bill. I um I got I think what I was hoping to get out of that movie and um I I sat there uh was we watched it uh, the first time uh, uh brother John uh the kids and I and um we were 5 minutes into the movie and I said I stand by for the headlines that this is the best Star Wars movie other than like Empire Strikes Back ever. Hmm. And um, I haven't seen those kind of headlines blazoned across our nation yet, but uh, I guess by now they're not going to happen. But uh, I was I was really pleased by it. And, and there, was, there was so much about that movie that, that did, in fact, please me. I mean, from the look of the movie to uh, the tone of the movie to, you know, it was just, it, it, was, it was solid. Your, your Martini Rossi is getting warm. Dang it. <laughs> uh there was okay, a it's lot. It's in the fridge for like a year. I'm sure it'll be <laughs> fine. No, no, it's okay. It's just aging well. There was a lot. We'll pop it and see how vinegary it is here at the end of the show. Movie. There was a lot to love about this movie, and there's a lot that I loved about this movie. However, oh, I'm pretty disappointed with it. Really? Yeah. It yeah. broke okay. my it broke my heart a little bit. Okay. Um, I mean, beyond just the the. The CGI that didn't quite get there. I'm in the camp that Tarkin and Leia were not home runs. It was they were creepy looking. 
I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, um, and, and I think I'm with you too on that. It was like it was like all of a sudden you go from watching Star Wars to watching Final Fantasy. I understand Very good. Tarkin's importance to the story. Yes, my friend uh, Chris said Tarkin was important to the story, but I was distracted by the CG. What they could have done, and I agree with him 100. Yeah. percent is do exactly what they did, but then put that effect in a hologram, and mm-hmm. he's always conversing with Kinnick through yeah. hologram. And see, they were talking about uh, they're talking about that uh, in production of the movie. How do they bring Tarkin back? Do they do it through hologram? You know, they had those discussions. Do we do this via hologram? Do we do this via you know simple audio messages? Do we try to full blown CGI you know Tarkin out? Uh, you know, how exactly do, we do this? And I thought it was interesting that they made the decision to go with that much Tarkin. You know, fake Tarkin. Uh, well, because yeah, it it the the first time I saw it, it did really kind of take me out of the movie. The second yeah. time I saw it, and, and it almost makes me wonder because sometimes you wonder if, if you're that close to it, you know, you don't see a lot of the things. You you stop I seeing think, a lot of things that people on the outside okay, I would think that's see. It. Hey, well, and and I'll, I'll let you speak to it. But after I saw the movie, and I've talked to several people afterwards. A lot of people were not aware that that was a fake Tarkin. They just How is they that got, possible? Because well, they're on. not Star Wars okay. fans like One, us. One, they're no, not Star I, Wars fans. Two, they, they assumed they got someone who looked like him, right. and they made him up. Um, so I don't blame them for that, but uh, I think it's what uh, it's what whoever said it is, uh, I think we're too close to the material, and you just look at it and you go, nah, that's not right. I just don't think that you can look at that and go, oh, that's a person. That's what I thought, too. I agree. I, I agree. I'm surprised that the filmmakers, but what you said is correct. They looked at it for so long yeah, and were so involved with it that they convinced themselves that it looked 100% real. Yeah, and, and the, I think the hologram thing, like you said, was a perfect... It would have disguised mm-hmm. the fact that he wasn't 100% right. Right. And he would have been like a, you know, he would have been like a, you know, two feet tall in black and white or blue and white. They could have even a had a, a life-size hologram projection. Of yeah, we've true. seen they that did, in I mean, Star Wars. They did. Before. They did the the mega hologram with Snoke or Snake or Snape or whatever the heck that they guy's did, name was in Force Awakens. In Episode One, they had the walking hologram. If you right. remember, during okay, uh, um, um, they're walking down the hall. Yeah, they're walking down the hall, and they had that yeah. spider hologram yeah. with the Emperor in it. Which at right. the time we weren't supposed to know who it was. We were still supposed right. to speculate. Um. Yeah, I, I I'm confused by that. I think they just kind of kind of probably thought to themselves, "We got to try." Well, uh, that's the course, only thing I can I they, can think. They wanted to try, and they convinced themselves that they did it uh, flawlessly. The three of us have been involved in video production for a long time. We all know that when you look at something eight hours a day for three days in a row, <laughs> yeah. you think of it one way, and then when you look at it a month later, you go, "Well, that." I see a couple of things I'd like to change. Oh, yes. You know what I'm saying? So when you're involved in months and months and months of looking at Robot Tarkin, you're going to start to believe, okay, enough Tarkin. Leia, that that broke my heart because yeah. it wasn't her. <laughs> it was fake. They should have, in my opinion, we should have. When we saw her from behind, yeah. I thought, everybody knows that's Leia. Yeah. I don't need to see her face. Don't show me her face. Yeah, she, Do not show yes. me her face. Thank you. And then they Thank showed you. it, and she says, Hope, it would have been perfect for me 
to just see her from behind, hear her say hope. Yeah. That's it. You don't need to force that face in if you can't do it 100%. Well, and the odd thing was that that uh, her and Tarkin uh, were not fully CG creatures. They were actors on set right. that they went back in post and digitally uh, smeared the faces out and planted Tarkin and mm-hmm. Leia's faces onto those actors. So it wasn't like, you know, uh, some dude in a, in a, in a uh, light suit with, right. you know, with Jar Jar head on. It was, you know, there was an actual actor in, in the room. Have you seen the video? I think it was Nightline. It, it was like Nightline. an eight-minute video, okay. six, eight-minute video of how they did it. No. It's very not. cool. It's awesome technology. Keep working on it, guys. Right. You're almost there. Almost there. So Almost there, but not quite. So, so let's, let's we do been this. saying that for like a decade now. You're almost there. Yeah. So let's say, uh, let's see where they're at, like, Ten years from now, will they rework that and put in a new Tarkin and put in a new Leia just because the technology has gotten better? <laughs> I don't know. They can let George Lucas special uh, yeah. edition Rogue One. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so enough about the CG. Let's talk about just the story itself. Uh, how do we feel about the story? I'll go ahead and start. I thought they did a great job. I went into it concerned about all the production stuff we had heard earlier this year, thinking... I don't know, but I walked out of the theater going, they did it. I like this story. I think yep. they I think they did a great job telling us what's happening and, and who's involved and how people are involved and giving us nuances to the two sides that we've never seen before. You know, um, people who weren't on the same side within the rebel camp and within the Empire camp, too. And to me, this movie had the most depth of any of the Star Wars saga movies. I thought that it was fascinating how so many uh, uh, so many commercial movie beats did not make it into the film. And apparently on purpose. Um, but Yeah, there was a lot of stuff in the trailers. That... The, uh, the, the one line that had me the most worried was the, the very, the very um, um, CW line where she, where Jen Erso says, I'm a rebel. I rebel. Yeah. And I just like, at that point, my fingernails were curling backwards. And, and I think I threw up my mouth a little bit. That I didn't went, ha- no, did, that no, wasn't in the movie, no, was no, it? No, no, And no, it wasn't in the That's, movie. Yeah. Thank goodness. But there was there, also like that, that incredible shot of Jen Erso in the, uh, uh, she's in the, the TIE fighter outfit. And she's, no, where oh, she's, oh. she's in the hall. She's in that, that, that round hallway, whatever. And she turns yeah. around, and it's kind of that hero shot looking up at her, and the lights in the hallway start flickering on, and it just it makes for a great shot. That wasn't in there either. And I thought it was interesting how they must have spent a, a considerable amount of time doing these shots and these little mini scenes and stuff that, that were never intended to be in the movie, or... You know, maybe it was. Now, this was not. Uh, well, this is not a Suicide Squad thing where they shot like basically six versions of the movie mm-hmm. and decided in post, okay, how do we want this movie to go? Because that's what happened with Suicide really? Squad. With Rogue One, it seemed like they pretty much had a handle on it from the word go, and a lot of the extra stuff uh, that did not make the movie was not so much. Uh, we decided in post not to use it. I think it was more misdirection, which really well, intrigued weren't there me. some rewrites? I, yeah, there, there, there were some there are always rewrites, though. That's that's so, never a, a problem. Uh, there's a YouTube channel called New Rock Stars where they kind of break down trailers to the nth degree. And what they did was they went back and they looked at all the trailers from uh, Rogue One and tried to figure out the footage that wasn't in the movie. So try to figure out what was going on. The best they can figure is that the original storyline actually uh, had them retrieving the hard drive 
uh, at another location than having to run through the battle to transmit it to the antenna. Because yeah. there's lots of scenes where you see uh, um, Jane, she's carrying the little she's carrying the hard drive. Yeah. And stuff. So they figured they either m- the movie was too long, or they just had to compress the story, or the that's true. The the height uh, uh, um, wasn't there, or it was too much. I mean, who knows when you when you go back and and reshoot? But there's definitely a different version of the same story. Also, I think it's been confirmed that originally some of the characters were survive did survive. Um, it's and of course, we know that none of them did, which I think yeah. is more poetic. And that we get that uh, uh, the writer apparently gets credit for that. I'm going to circle back around to that plot point, okay. to that point that you just made. I'm trying to find it, and uh, I can't. Uh, I'm not seeing it yet. Uh, I probably won't get there in time. But I read a, a really interesting article about how um, how the Death Star plans were originally stolen in the the EU. And of course, all that's been retconned now, thanks to Rogue One. I remember. But but it, apparently, it had. It, it it was a story that that unfolded um, through uh, through bits in like uh, uh, a number of video games and little tiny blurbs mm. in books. It was never just flat. It was never just flat out told as a story. Here's how it happened. I wonder if it had anything but, to do with the Dark Forces video games. Um, the, yeah, oh, Dark yeah. Forces had something to do Remember with those? it. Uh, there was yeah. uh, there were scenes in um, uh, crud the. Um, uh, the ones with the Luke's uh, Star Killer, um, the, the video game, the Force Awakens, the Force no, Awakens. No, no, um, there were uh, the Force Unleashed, the Force Unleashed. Thank you. Yeah, there were scenes of the Force yeah. Unleashed uh, one and two that alluded to games. it. Yeah, great games. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah, I watched uh, I watched Sage uh, uh, play those and uh, had a good time with it. The first half of the movie was uh, very boring and confusing to me. Interesting. There was a lot of jumping around from planet to planet yeah. with no apparent path. It just kind of seemed like random stuff okay. to say, this person's going to be involved later in the movie. This person's going to be involved later in the movie. Right. By the way, the TV snob in me is really upset that they didn't put a name key on Mustafar, which is where Vader's <laughs> castle was. <laughs> yeah. Oh. They name keyed every other planet Did except they? for Mustafar. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. okay. Um. Saw Guerrera, Forrest right. Whitaker. Yes. His character was completely useless and pointless. And and was this a new character, or have we heard yeah, or seen in him Rebel, in other things? The TV okay. show Rebels. He's also been oh, in Clone Wars. Barely counts. I don't think he was in the Clone Wars. My understanding is he is in the Clone Wars. Uh, I watched all of the Clone Wars. It's if it's possible he was there. I don't remember. Every uh, time I've seen uh, reference to him being somewhere other than this movie was Rebels. The um. I, I I agree with you on Saul. I can only think that it had something to do with the rewrites and yeah. something to do with the uh, uh, with the reshoots that his part was so truncated because really they we just, just see him standing completely out. Basically, all he does is stand and talk. We yeah. don't really see him do anything right. other than that. <laughs> he rescues Jen, and then we see him eighteen years later when he reads letters from his mom's friends. Right. Uh, and he's standing there, and it just seemed like if you're going to cut out all that story that made sense for him to be there, you might as well cut him completely out because he was he was a distraction. He well, wasn't. I wanted more. He yeah. was obviously a very interesting character. Yeah. I wanted more. Well, I uh, for my part, the uh, the trailers that was the one moment of the trailers that gave me chills <gasps> when when he goes what. 
Save me, gum. That's right. Yeah. He does that, that little monologue that in the movie is not a, a straight monologue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he throws out those lines in the same scene, but it's not back to back to back to back. And uh, yeah, when he finds up, you know, save the force or whatever that line was, I kind of went, ooh, I like that. And, you know, I guess I'm particular to Forrest Whitaker for no particular reason. But I, uh, you know, I kind of bought into it. I, I did not like the 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 Frank from Blue Velvet treatment they gave him, the the mini Darth Vader treatment, where it's like, oh, I'm going to get mad now. Now I'm going to have to, I'm going to breathe. Yeah. It's like I, that, to me, I thought was very weird. And, and I kept wondering because I'm not, you know, I'm interested in, in Clone Wars and Rebels and, and all that you know the EU books and stuff, but I most of that stuff I've not seen. So I kept wondering, you know, a, a true good Star Wars geek would know. Oh, well, this guy was in this book, and he was introduced in this episode of Clone Wars or whatever. And I kept I kept thinking, surely this guy's got to have a major backstory, like Grievous, because when Grievous showed up, mm-hmm. uh, it's like I didn't know this guy from Adam, right. and I think you of all people filled me in that well he had a he, you know. If you'd seen him in the Clone Wars, you'd understand why he was feared. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, because in the movies, it's like he almost felt like comic relief. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, so he's so he's a, a freaking robot with tuberculosis. What? I mean, other than the fact that he can spin four lightsabers at a time, what about this guy is scary? Not that that's not scary enough. Hmm. It says Clone Wars. First appearance, Clone Wars, a one Interesting. Two I don't remember him being there, but yeah. I believe it. I mean, it's, it's on the internet. It's kind yeah. of I think uh, I, 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 I've been trying. Bill, that, yeah. that description you gave about him breathing in the mask, the only thing, the, the thing that occurred to me was that th- this was to kind of mirror how the way he looks at, I, I didn't think of it, I, I thought of it more of saying this guy sees the world a lot like Vader does. Okay. That well, was my take on it. It wasn't me, like it wasn't like, oh, let's make him a Vader version too. It's yeah. like they they are similar, but they're opposites, but they're similar, but they're Well, and for me, honestly, I, I got more of a uh, in um, I hate to hit this this note again, but I got more of a Frank from Blue Velvet vibe. That was the Dennis I don't Hopper, understand okay. the reference. Uh the the movie Blue Velvet, okay. David Lynch mid 80s. Um uh Dennis Hopper was the the bad guy in that movie and he would uh uh before he would do something terrible he would he had this 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 inhaler this breathe it was it was the the breather mask thing but he would he would hold it up and he would start taking breaths and his eyes would get wide and he was doing uh, nitric oxide yeah Uh, yeah nitrous i think but um but basically it made him it made him even crazier than the crazy person he was. And that was the vibe I got from Saw Gerrera. It's like, oh, geez, this guy's about to go nuts, man. Uh, as opposed hey, well, to I we're think- trying to ape Darth Vader. I, I really didn't think that, oh, look, it's Junior Vader here. I, I didn't really think that. But I did. I just I thought that was a, a weird note for the movie to hit. You know, it's like I couldn't figure out why that was an important visual. You know. Yeah. I mean, I saw it more kind of as like, you know, he is Vader. He isn't. He's lost a lot of his humanity because he was more machine than man at right. that point. Yeah. Well, and there was, was uh, and they never really, uh, they never really. Ex- do they ever like flat out explain that uh, you know? Well, he's more machine than man now. Mm-hmm. No, but I think they, they were that? trying to do that with that whole yeah. seeing his feet or robot feet and yeah. Then, um, one of the things that made me want to to know more about him was that they made a point of saying that. Yeah, he's rebelling against the Empire, right. but he's not with us. He's kind of doing his own thing. Well, because he was too extreme to I mean, be with us. 
Yeah, so that made yeah. me want more. And if you're not going to tell me that, See, just cut it all we're, out. We're, we're rebelling against the Empire, but we do it the right way. He's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, you uh, can't count on this guy. He's a, he's a weirdo. So I'm, I'm almost done with the Catalyst novel, which is the prequel okay. to this movie. Mm-hmm. And from what I've been told, I guess I haven't hit hit it yet. Uh, Saw Guerrero makes a, makes an appearance in the second half of the book. <laughs> okay, so I, I haven't reached that point just yet. I'm right at the sixty percent point. My uh, my the the one thing that that caught me and it didn't catch me the first time through. Uh, uh, we went and saw it uh, first time uh, in two D, and then um, uh, second time we saw it. Uh, the, the kids were out of town. And um, I called up uh, our our mutual friend John. I said, "Dude, let's go see it again. I need to see this in IMAX 3D." <laughs> so we went down, saw a 4:30 show, you know, uh, Tuesday or Wednesday in between Christmas and New Year's, and it was pretty amazing. But the second time, you know, you you, you pick up a couple beats that you missed the first time around, and the main one was just the general vibe that they were trying to convince you. Oh. Dang it. I want to keep going because I still got lots to say. I really had a thought there. Um, The general vibe of the the, movie. The general vibe that they were, the the filmmakers were bending over backwards to give you the impression, or, or just, I mean, just they flat out just said it, that the rebels were, you know, I don't know if they were rebel scum, but the idea that, that, you know, these rebels were not necessarily good people. You know, well, these uh, rebels were murderers. So you know, these rebels were. And it started out Superman with a, that kills. It's like, or it's a Batman well, that kills. It started but, out with the one character in the movie that I did not like and did not buy the whole way through, which which is interesting because overall I thought the movie played really well. But. Uh, you're talking about the dude that died on the planet with Jin? Yeah. Or yeah. Uh, Cassian? Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, I just. He seemed like such a forgettable throwaway actor. He did not seem to have a personality of his own. And and you know, I'm I'm not going to sit here and go, well, you know, please, you know, you had to have a French actor, an Italian actor, and an American actor, and you know, this has to be, you know, some kind of rainbow coalition. You know, it's like I, I don't know. Uh, this this guy was the French actor, I guess, and maybe a French, maybe he's too cool, you know, to. You know, to emote, but it was the same thing watching this guy. I felt, I felt shades of watching uh, Hayden Christensen. You know, mm. and and you imagine, you know, this goes all the way back to episode two. But during the car chase in episode two, uh, you know, the flying car chase, there are lines that Hayden Christensen says that if you imagine those lines delivered by Han Solo, they are amazing lines. Mm-hmm. But but delivered by this guy, this Hayden Christensen fella. They were flat, and they were, uh, frankly, they were they seemed out of place. You know, it's like uh, you're not you're not a jokester. You know, you're actually kind of a jackass, and you're going to turn into Darth Vader, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so this guy just kind of gave me the, the the same treatment, but especially the first time you see this guy, he's flat out murdering someone in cold blood. Right, and this is supposed to be one of the heroes of the rebellion, and, and I, I'm sitting there trying to figure out. Is this a deliberate attempt on the part of the filmmakers to kind of tear down, tear down some of the mythos? To, is, this, think, is this a conscious attempt is, to say that the, the people you thought were the good guys were actually not the good guys? Yes, I think it is. Because in war, uh, I've heard right. this movie referred to as the Private Ryan of the Star Wars Yeah, universe. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, war is not pretty. And, right. and, they, and I think they just wanted to make a Star Wars movie that wasn't based on... 
on all the magic that we're used to, all the Saganess, like right. like uh, we got with For- Force Awakens. This was more of that gritty edge. I mean, it it's calls itself a Star Wars story, so it's not even it's yeah. setting itself apart from the Star Wars saga. I think you're supposed to take this movie as just a vignette, like you would an EU book, like you would a. Uh, uh, you know, if you don't want to know about this, fine. You don't have to worry about it to know the big Star Wars picture. Huh. This movie is just meant for people who really just kind of love Star Wars and they want more. I think um, I've talked to a couple of people who brought their significant other who aren't Star Wars fans the way they are. And they, those significant others, liked it more than the Star Wars fan. I've heard the exact really? same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Uh, our buddy Lawson, we texted last night back and forth for a while. He said Jude absolutely loved it, but he had a lot of the same problems with it that I did. And it's tough, too, because, you know, when you're someone and you know, part of this we got to realize is it's it's not a no win for the filmmakers, because let's face it, the movie's going to make a billion dollars <laughs> and, and people are like, going to go, you know, people are going to see it and it's going to be a smash hit, yeah. you know, unless you just truly screw it up. Which they did not. They made a, they made a heck. Of it a wasn't movie. a well, horrible I mean, movie by any means. No, I mean, I, I, I let, thought it let's, was. Let's put on the pedestal, Phantom Menace, and what a mess that was. Okay, I mean, it was nice to have Star Wars back. Yeah, but it made still made a bazillion dollars. I really don't know what the Star Wars people could do to not have a hit. Uh, right. Yeah. As, as, aside from from that Clone Wars animated movie that came out, which was mm-hmm. a modest hit, but that was more just kind of a. Um, I don't know, a side note. Have, have you guys ever seen the Clone Wars yeah. movie? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's in Canada. you talking about the first one? No. Uh, no. The, there, was, there was a theatrical release. A theatrical oh, release. No and the, what they basically did was they took three, like the first three episodes, I think, yeah, okay. like of the Star Wars. Not the okay. animated cartoon. Right. Clone Are we talking Wars. the Tartovsky, the Jenny Tartovsky? No, no. We're talking, We're the talking the about the computer okay. CG okay. animated. The, the cartoon animated stuff. Yeah was also great, but it was a cartoon. Right, right, right. This Clone Wars movie was like three episodes of the CG animated yeah. uh, TV show put into one. Because, man, that freaking, uh, that original, uh, the Jenny Tartoski, yeah, the, guy did, great. the guy did Samurai Jack, for those who were yeah. hip. Uh, it has the same uh, artistic feel to it, uh, the same you know angles and lines and, and, you know. I always described it as, that's a Star Wars myth come to life the okay. way the way they tell the story because if you remember some of those battles are so incredibly yes. epic and cartoonish yes. in the best way imaginable yeah. and it's like someone telling you uh, a Greek myth it like, makes me want to go Zeus back did this well the Mace Windu episode. that's what I want to go yeah, back and see Windu. now dang it. the Mace Windu episode is kind of like there was a little boy in it in Mace Windu it's kind of like that story was told from the little boy's point yeah, of view yeah. you know because it was so the Mace Windu single handedly wiped out a million Droids, yeah, battle droids or whatever. Um, yeah, it was great. A uh, couple more. Let's. I want to talk about things I liked about. Well, uh, let's take positive. What What did you like about it? I loved seeing uh, Red Leader and Gold Leader <laughs> from the from the Death Star trench run. Right. That was actually unused footage from A New Hope. Yes. That they were able to squeeze into this. Yes. Movie. That was great. I didn't realize until the second time around that. Holy cow! I mean, I realized yeah. that those that was actually Red Leader and Gold Leader. Yeah. But I'm sitting here the second time around. I go, wait a minute, is the, are those CG faces that they did incredibly well, yeah, or was no. that found footage? That or? was unused. I didn't footage know how they did that. Four. 
It was wonderful. But yeah, that was one of my favorite moments in the entire movie. Uh, it was just like, oh, this is great. I mean, you're these are the kind of Easter eggs you throw at the audience where the audience just says, oh, yeah, I'm going to put my bib on. Give me more, man. <laughs> just, just get it all over me. Seeing, uh, I think his name is Dr. Evazon and Ponda Baba, Walrus Man or whatever. Oh. He doesn't like you. Seeing those two oh, guys yes, from the yes. cantina on that one planet. That I was awesome. That? 12 systems. That was... Um, you, when I went to go see the movie, people, like, there was some light applause. I'm yeah. like, yeah. I think I elbowed uh, Ashley when that happened. <laughs> I was like, come on, people. I think I gave her a bruise. I was so excited to see that guy. <laughs> that, that type of nuance was so well appreciated. Yeah. Uh, it's something that a non-fan mm-hmm. would just kind of, like, go whatever, but it doesn't distract yeah. you. It's not too much attention. Yeah. So that, I, I applauded that. Yeah, that was a master class on, on, leaving an, on dropping an Easter egg. Yeah. The... Uh, the space battle at the end was just oh my it God. was so amazing. It, I, I the nerd fan in me says, "Okay, that was great." Then how come the Star Wars Death Star battle didn't involve as many ships? Why were they more concerned? They, maybe because they used most of them up. Yeah. There <laughs> yeah. are there are That's, there that, are excuses I tell myself. To, the Darth Vader scene at yeah. the end of yes. the movie oh my is God. the best on-screen oh, appearance yes. of Darth Vader anywhere. Yeah, yeah. But then the the one, the man that loves A New Hope asks myself, I says to myself, I says, yeah. why was Vader... As you may have figured out now, we weren't finished talking about what we were just talking about. Yep. So we've taken a massive recording session and we're going to break it up into two or three episodes. Do you I like cliffhangers? Because this is a cliffhanger, this is a people. textbook definition of a cliffhanger. In fact, if I play my cards right, my editing cards right, Dude, I will have left you on a you cliffhanger. Should, you should leave this like in the middle of a sentence. I will. Like, what was the word that was going to finish that sentence? Now i, I got to totally wait will. for a week. What the I heck totally is will. going on here? How can the HHW boys do this to us? So come back for episode 455. Ooh. It may be 456. It may be 456. I won't know. Uh, we won't know. In fact, I'm not even sure how I'm going to do this, but we'll make it work. We always do. I trust you, Brad. Much like Kevin. You're our Kevin Feige, Brad. Mm-hmm. Give us a little bit of boilerplate. You're listening to Half Hour Wasted, proud member of the HHW LOD Podcast Network. <laughs> Send your questions and comments to halfhourwasted at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Half Hour Wasted. Leave us or any of the HHW LOD shows a voicemail at 972-798-3830. Until next week, I'm Bill. I'm Brad. And I'm Frank. And we'll see you next time on Half Hour Wasted.